M S W Media. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details hi i'm francis callier i'm angela v shelton we are frangela and welcome to the final word. The final word with Frangela. Frangela. The final word. 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 That was jazzy. You know what I want to sing. What? Because we got nothing to be guilty of. That was for that was from us to you. <laughs> okay, was. don't say we never did nothing for you. Don't people. say we don't love you like you know we love okay, you. Okay, because that was beautiful. Oh, come I on. Mean, why are we not singing? <laughs> what what is up with us? After I told you, I showed you that horrible video of that girl in the yeah, red why dress. Why are we doing our cabaret why, show? Why are we not doing a cabaret show? I mean, show? write to us at franchise08 at gmail.com if you can come up with an <laughs> argument against it. But I don't think you'll be able to when you review that audio. <laughs> <laughs> I expect to get a call from Barry Gibb or somebody. So, somebody. Are they alive? One of them. One of them. <laughs> Just alive, I think. I think. Oh, so we mean that lovingly. So thank lovingly. you for, for joining us and for putting up with that. Yes. Um, I would remind you that um, you should be listening to and downloading and subscribing to all the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Yes. Because they're not only informative, but entertaining. Right. And and while you're there at sexyliberal.com, go and check out the shows, the virtual shows. If you haven't done it, you're missing out on a treat. You're just hurting yourself. yourself. You're hurting yourself because they're hysterical. Mm -hmm. Okay. So check those out. We want to thank everyone who became a new Patreon subscriber this week. Thank you very much. And for those of you who have been, oh my goodness. You, you are responsible for everything. Everything. This, everything this month flows Ooh. from... And I mean, my landlord thanks you um, for for this month especially. So thank you, thank you, thank you thank for supporting you. this black-owned and operated business. Thank you very much. And if you want to continue to support us, you can go to Cameo.com and request a, a video, a specialized video for your birthday, anniversary. We can do, I As mean, we can work magic with it a is, Cameo it's video. It's sort of incredible. Yes, Even we when can. we have to do it remotely, it's sort of incredible. And we also want to remind you to join us for Idiot of the Week live on Facebook book at Frangela Duo every Tuesday at 1 p.m. 
And I think we might have some exciting news coming forth about some further streaming. Yes, so please, please, please check that out. It's lots of fun. Like I said, it's live and you get a year like a week ahead. It's yes. really amazing. Yes, yes. And always join us for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show every Friday for... The Black Power Hour. Yes. That's where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Stephanie Mills, we believe somewhere in the universe becomes Stephanie Miller. It's... Although she, for some reason, doesn't return our call. No, she I doesn't. I don't know what's up with that. But, but we called the transmogrification. We really did. So I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why she won't take our call. What the problem is with that. Uh, sad news we're going to start with. Two more D.C. police officers who responded to the Capitol insurrection have died by suicide. Um, that marks four known suicides by officers who responded to the Capitol during the attack and three new, three known suicides by a DC officer specifically. Yes. Officer Gunther Hashida assigned uh, to the emergency response team within uh, special operations division was found deceased in his residence uh, on July 29th. Uh, it's, and then well, there's also the metropolitan police officer, Jeffrey Smith, a 12 year veteran of the force and U.S. Capitol Police officer, Howard Liebengood, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that sounds right. A 16-year-old Capitol Police veteran also responded to the insurrection and later died by suicide. And then, of course, Brian Sicknick, who suffered strokes and died of natural causes. Strokes. I mean, the, the, the length they're going to to try to make this sound like it isn't as a result of the... The riot when quite clearly um, that is what the, the signifying or start event, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, during, during the uh, the panel, uh, the hearing in, well, they say last month was a few days, you know, like a week or two ago. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn delivered a very, very emotional plea to officers who defended the Capitol to seek out professional help if they need it. And we were just talking about this before the podcast started. And Angela said, you know, there's nothing worse than going through trauma and having somebody say it didn't happen. It didn't happen. In fact, there's really nothing. There's no worse way to respond to somebody's mm-hmm. trauma than to deny that there anything happened at all. And to say, why would they need, why would on earth would anybody need to get counseling for a bunch of tourists? Right. When you have the highest levels of the government, the very people who's you put yourself in between them and not just harm's way, sure, death. These people erected a gallows. Yep. Okay, they were screaming, for bloody murder. They were looking, actively looking for anyone. And if you think for one minute they were going to go, oh, wait, you're Mitt Romney. You're not the person we mean. Then that's insane. Yep. They literally, one of them had to be shot, okay, to stop them from coming in. That this, that those people now that you defended from that mob are saying nothing happened. That's right. And, and you have to, and if you're back at work, you're watching them walk past you mm-hmm. every day. We're still ex- defending them. Expect- that you defend their lives. That's right. That you don't even get, the, 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 the Capitol Police don't get to say, you know what, from now on, I'm only going to protect Nancy Pelosi or I'm only going to protect Lindsey Graham. No, they have to protect every single person who comes in that building. And, and the other thing is, like, you think about the people who work in the cafeteria, who who also, that was traumatic that day for them, and have to listen to the people that they have to serve say, this didn't really happen. No, it was nothing tourists. happened. The people who had to clean up the piss and shit off the floors and walls. Mm-hmm. having to listen to you say this was nothing it's it's just not okay it's not okay 
and yeah. I and I I can't deal with the, a party that the thin blue line this and that and blue lives matters. No, they don't. Not to you. No, no, they don't. Don't ever say that mess again. It's a complete lie. It's beyond hypocritical. It's offensive, um, and and it is a huge deal. And it's why everything flows from this. Yeah. That is the problem here. Yeah. You know that, that when we ignore things or we try to just sort of Ooh, move on. Hallelujah. This is what happens. Wounds don't just heal. No. They got to be tended to. Okay. Here's the thing. If you don't face it, it doesn't mean that it goes away. And that is the problem. That's the problem all the way around. That's right. We have to face it. We have to not only acknowledge it, we have to face it and deal with it. And I think that at the end of the day, that is really what this entire podcast today is about. Everything, everything that we're going to be talking about. The next thing up is the uh, RNC Florida uh, uh, official uh-huh. who spreads uh, COVID nineteen conspiracy co- conspiracies, calling the vaccines the mark of the beast. This is where we are. We are at that place, Angela. What's that? The mist, right? Yes, I, I wish I liked that movie. We are at the place in the mist where everybody, all the lights out, the, 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 the beasts are coming out the mist and we, and then everybody decides to get real religious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's right. In fact, uh, it's Peter Feeman. He's a lawyer and RNC committeeman from Florida. He made comments on his blog, The Backhoe Chronicles. Oh, Jesus. Um, which he publishes regularly in a private group on MeWe. The social media platform bills itself as the anti-Facebook app. Um, he said things like, this is a quote, the Biden, the Biden brown shirts are beginning to show up at private homes questioning vaccine papers. No, not, that's not absolutely happening. not true. And also a, a complete, a completely offensive reference to Nazis. Yep. Um, and that's a complete lie. Uh, in May, Feynman called COVID-19 vaccines a quote, mark of the beast, <laughs> a reference to the symbol from the biblical book of Revelation showing allegiance to Satan and called Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer diabolical for encouraging vaccines. This is, and this is a quote from him, diabolical Michigan Governor Whit- Whitter, it's Whitmer, but he got that wrong, wants her citizens to get the mark of the beast to participate in society. You know... This is what I find really interesting and what's going on with, you know, all of a sudden in time was saying my husband was talking about, have you noticed that all of a sudden we're calling getting the vaccination, the jab, go get Mm -hmm. the jab. Oh, they've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah, But you know, but, but it's got like, it's gotten like all the way spun up and you know, and what we're doing is, it's just all, all we're doing is trying to figure out ways around these people. You know, around their ignorance, around their fears, and I and 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 I understand vaccine hesitancy. I do, but the reality is, is that you will not be able to participate in life come soon. Like, and I my expectation is that I don't expect you to be able to be able to get on a plane. I don't expect you to be able to walk into a, a government building. Uh, a bit a place of business without getting a vaccine and and i'm sorry if this is your perspective in terms of religion you know what i mean you're gonna have to go practice that someplace else <laughs> yeah because you can't come and practice around healthy people because this is crazy your practice can't interfere i don't know why this concept is elusive to so many Personal freedom does not mean the freedom to invade other people's ability to have their personal freedom. So I don't need, you don't have the right to endanger everybody else's life 
no matter what your religion is. That's just not a right that we extend to people in this country. If you want to live someplace where those are the rules, then you should go find that place. Because what I am sick of is that when it's black people, it's ignorance and fear. When it's white people, we need to take this time yes. to really figure out how to message them. We need to figure out how we're gonna, how, maybe we'll give them, we'll, we'll try all these prizes and then we'll try this, but we're gonna, the one thing we won't do, the one thing we refuse to do is mandate it. Is mandate, mandate. Like, and I'm like, that's the problem I have. Being a leader and asking me for my votes, you can lead means that you are going to have to do things like this. Yep. And I get that you are afraid of it or that these people are loud and annoying or that they, they're going to scream and yell and that they've already attacked the Capitol. Whatever you, you want to say. The point is leadership means fucking lead. So mandate it. Mandate mask wearing from every level. Mandate the vaccine. Because what I am hearing over and over again is that every death we have right now is preventable. Yep. And you know what? And, and every death that we have that is preventable from people who are refusing to get a vaccine is an insult to the 600, over 600,000 people who died who when it wasn't yeah, available. The, um, over 500,000 people died before there was. A, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was at least 600,000. The point is, and then children being being the reason that you're seeing the ages go down is because this vac this is the thing about the virus it's going to find a place to go yeah so it's and basically I watched today an uh, a doctor say here's the truth everybody in the world is going to catch COVID yeah that's the truth and and we have to vaccinate the entire planet. planet. They're like, so it is shameful that we are throwing out vaccine because it is expiring without being used. We should, if we can't use it here, we should be able to send it someplace else, but we can't until we tr keep trying to get people vaccinated here. Here's the deal. Everybody's got to get vaccinated. And I get that you're afraid. Journal it. Talk to somebody. Work through it. Hug your, pet, your, your baby. <laughs> I don't care. But the point is you do not have the right to endanger the lives and the future of every single other human being. I spoke to somebody this weekend who had nine people in her family die from COVID. And that's because some they went they had a family event, and everybody was there, and a young person they had been following trying to be good and this that, and the other, and a, a nephew came in with it and didn't know that he had it, and nine people died. It's not okay. It's a plague. Here's the it's thing: it's a plague for real. You want to talk about the mark of the beast? The this, this is, is the plague. This is the, the plague. plague. <laughs> like, I don't it's know what the plague. plague has to do to be identified as a plague, but it's a plague. It's screaming, I am the plague. plague. And, you know, like what? I, you think the cure is the plague? I know. I know. And I guarantee you, I'm willing to, I'll bet you money that this man, Feeman, um, what's his, Peter Feeman, bet you he's vaccinated. Bet you. Bet you a dollar to a donut, homeboys vaccinated. Because what do I always say? Beware of people who tell you you don't need the things they have. That's right. Florida's Broward County School di District reverses its mask mandate after funding threat from the governor. And here, you want to talk about the mark of the beast. DeSantis. DeSantis is the beast, is the, has the I mark can. of the beast. Okay. Uh, Florida's second largest school district. And this is what I don't understand is why are they steadily keeping, talking about recalls, oh, that's all I'm watching on TV here in California, is recall Gavin Newsom. Newsom. Every, I mean, Gavin and, and, Newsom, and the DA, yes. and everybody else. But Gavin Newsom isn't killing people on the ground, okay? Ron DeSantis is, as far as I'm concerned, a murderer. Yes! 
He is a murderer. South of Florida's Broward County Public Schools has announced that the district at first would require everyone in their buildings to wear a mask to guard against COVID-19. That came after the, the CDC issued new guidance recommending everyone in K through 12 schools wear a mask regardless of vaccination status. But after, uh, but Friday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued an executive order preventing mask mandates in schools. So he sat there and said, you know what? You were trying to protect children? No. Fuck that. Well, and this is the thing. It's not just protecting children. They pass it to each other. And maybe they they don't, hopefully, have severe symptoms uh, and, and have to be intubated or have to go to the hospital and then obviously, you know, perish from it. But they can. That's that's a definite possibility, and it is happening. But what they will for sure do is take it home yes. and pass it to everyone in that environment. And their teachers. And be clear about one thing. Delta variant is they, is 16 or 19 times, I think, more transmissible than, co- than the first COVID. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is there will be variants beyond that. We will run into one that the vaccines don't cover at some point if we don't arrest this spread now. That's right. And that, that has to be, and I am sick of people acting like this is about I don't care anymore friend. I mean I I have I don't care what people's ignorance is at this point yeah we have to just do it anyway there comes a point in life where you do have to just do things and I know people didn't like they didn't like to be told they couldn't smoke everywhere they wanted That's they didn't right. like to be told they had to wear a seatbelt they That's didn't like to be right. told they had to be a certain inch of drink then oh, nobody ever likes these things and I get it and but here's the deal you do not get to do this you do not get to infect an entire population because of some bullshit that got made up when somebody's child dies in Florida because they, oh, they're dying right now. I guarantee you. That's right. But and, but when when enough children die, what happens then? You know. Well, and I'm gonna tell you, so, if history's anything. Anything. I, after Newtown, you can't tell me anything. I know. Because I really don't I think that they care. It was clear to me that if it was, it was clear. It's been clear through shootings. It's even more clear to me now through this plague, through COVID nineteen, that at the end of the day, for some people, being able to scream and yell that they're right about something or that. That they get, that they that they assert this um, white privilege right. is more important to them than anything else, well, well, than their own life. Well, well what mm. I've been taught so through this through COVID is white freedom is the only freedom. It is the absolutely it, the it, only. It, freedom. It's the only freedom. That's the only freedom we take care of is the freedom for white people, and it's not all white people. It's of a course certain. Not. It's, it's this a certain. It's white group. cis. You know, uh, the, the straight. It's the people who want to carry the gun and and Wendy's and and Subway. But and understand this: white privilege isn't something you get to shirk off of you either, right? Like, just if you're white and you you're not down with this, uh, you're not down with white privilege. You can't get just you can't take it off, unfortunately. Um, And so that that's part of how it works. It's uh, so people need to hear that. I also just encourage people: whenever you feel yourself being personally hurt, try to get out the micro and get to the macro of a situation and understand that that's what's being said. But the reality here is that that is the only freedom that seems to matter because nobody cares. These people don't give a shit. Not only about uh, asking to care about their neighbors or people they'll never meet is absolutely insane. They don't care about themselves or their own child. That's right. They don't, they they would rather. I mean, when I watch somebody who's literally moments out of the ICU talking about, I won't get a vaccine. You can't make me. Yeah. And this is where we are. I mean, what can I tell you? Except then it's not your decision anymore. And for me, what I need, if, if that's the, if that, if that's how you feel and we're looking at critical care in these hospitals being at, you know, oh, in the red zone, 
then yeah, Louisiana, you know, they don't have any more room. They don't have any more room. So that, that means if you don't want to get the vaccination, then you ha- should have an expectation to die. I, I, you I should really have an do expectation feel like to not get point, any help. And, and it makes, I don't even care if it sounds callous. I really don't at this point. I really feel like at this point, if you are refusing to get any, if you, if you want to go in and get the information and you want to sit there and talk to the, talk to somebody before you get it, I get you. Yeah. If you come forward and say that and let's deal with that. But if you're just going to say, I refuse to do this, then I don't think you should be able to get care. No. Like, and I don't think your insurance company should have to cover you. And no. I don't think any of that because yeah. the reality is you've been given this. This is free. You're, it's a this choice. Is free. You're making a choice. And you're making a choice. And if you're going to continue to make that choice, do I think the person who through no fault of their own is in a car accident, they got hit by a drunk driver, but now they, there's no ICU bed for them. Because yeah. it's full of people who've said, I'm not going to, I'm owning the libs. No, I, I can't with that. Now, if you can't get, the reason we all have to get vaccinated in, is by the way, for the people who can't. can't. It's for the people who have medical conditions that, that really mean they can't. And I get that you have a religion. I get all of that. But there, that is simply not how the world is constructed. Yeah. It is not constructed in such a way that you can just live. A, if you want to live that way, then you need to live in a place where you, this is, it, it isn't an issue. And unfortunately, if you're going to interact with people socially, you have to be willing to interact with them socially. We'll be right back after these messages. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy. I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear, I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hey, Angela, who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear? I do. I love it. I need it. We've all been doing it for like a year. And you remember, you know, loungewear used to be code for hideously ugly sweats. Yeah, even your pets have been judging you. They have been. They've been sitting there judging us all. But that's a thing of the past with Cozy Earth. The people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made from viscose from bamboo have done it again. Okay, look, Francis, they've taken loungewear to another level. Another level? Comfy, super soft selections. Yes, girl, in gorgeous styles and colors. Mm, from wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees, every item is sourced from earth-friendly viscose from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah described Cozy Earth pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com now, enter promo code STEPHANIE35, and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code STEPHANIE35. CozyEarth.com. Welcome back. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, state attorney general reports. Woo. If you watched, if you didn't watch Letitia. Letitia. And everyone else. 
in mm. New York and then watch Cuomo's response, you need to go do that right after this podcast mm. because it is it is amazing. Yeah. James said that her investigation found that Cuomo engaged in unwelcome, quote, unwelcome and non-consensual touching and made comments of a suggestive sexual nature. James said that the conduct created a hostile work environment for women. The report into harassment allegations against uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo and his behavior was not limited to members of his own staff, but extended to other state employees, including state a state trooper on his protective detail, as well as members of the public, the Attorney General report states. We also, con- this is a quote, we also conclude that the executive chamber's culture, one filled with fear and intimidation, while at the same time normalizing the governor's frequent flirtations and gender-based comments, contributed to the conditions that allowed the sexual harassment to occur and persist. Yeah. The investigators spoke to um, 179 individuals and reviewed 74,000 pieces of evidence. That evidence, they, she, uh, Letitia James said, quote, painted a deeply disturbing yet clear picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they described, repeatedly described his con- conduct as both unlawful and unethical um, and, you know, harassing. Um, they stopped short of the whole criminal. This was a, this is a, not a criminal investigation. Right. And so um, they kept, and I think perhaps correctly kept saying, look, uh, this information is, out, is now out there. You have the report. Any any prosecutor in any of these counties or whatever mm-hmm. can step forward and do it, you know, and make a criminal investigation. And, and already, you know, weeks ago, Cuomo and, had, and his spokesperson um, were started uh, trying to suggest that the people, that this investigation was somehow politically biased, mm-hmm. the people conducting it, the, the, so the te- they're not temporary, isn't the word I want, mm-hmm. but the special people they brought right. in, the two people they brought in to investigate were somehow politically motivated. The investigation he called for, mm-hmm. by the way, Cuomo. Um, right. So uh, just basically, they're like, basically, Letitia's like, we're hands off, here's the report. Yeah. You can't call it political. Um, and there's, there's, he's Cuomo, Governor Cuomo has, um, or people have suggested that she might be running for governor. Mm-hmm. She's not said that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's really deep. And, and this is, and Francis and I were talking about this before we started recording. And here's, here's the problem with letting grab the pussy go. Exactly. Because the problem is when you, what the memo, people like, you know, I one comes here because for instance, you started by saying, yeah, this, you know, is this, are they trying to suggest, are they going to try to suggest Cuomo and his people that this is another case of grandpa didn't get the memo. memo. Right. You know, he oh, doesn't the, know times have changed. Right. That you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, you know, wink at the, the, the cute girl in the, in the steno pool anymore. Right. Or, you know, or, you know, make flirtatious, you know, uh, advances, mm-hmm. but that you, that, that quote unquote, you don't, don't mean. mean, you're just being complimentary or cute. Right. And I was like, well, here's the thing. Not only is this not that situation, I mean, being accused of grabbing somebody's breast is way beyond that that's right um but that's harassment th- but at all and is, assault uh, but this is the thing not only but this is the same administration who put out more more stringent you know definitions of sexual harassment than any administration before so mm-hmm. they they here they are making rules about harassing as the the head of the governor you know mm-hmm. the governor is in fact breaking them all but on top of that the situation is so it's so not that that to say that misses the entire point of what assault in a, in a in, you know in a harassing environment the damage it does mm-hmm. to people and then all the people who left. In fact, the most galling, some of the hardest stuff to hear about is from this um, 
trooper, state trooper, yeah. who is in his protection detail, who, see, all this stuff comes out, right? So basically, Cuomo, Cuomo sees her, saw this state trooper at some event, and then suddenly the, his administration starts making moves to have the rules changed around who can be in his protection detail because there was some rule about mm-hmm. how many how many years of service you had to have had, and mm-hmm. that woman does... I guess coincidentally didn't have that number of years. Right. So they, but she had something else that made her desirable well, to be sure on the he, detail. She looked really protective-y. Right, right, She right. looked like she could protective a lot. Right. So he was like, well, I need that protectivization. Right. And she right. seems to have a lot of protectivity. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so they um, advocated getting that rule changed. The rule got changed. They put her on his detail, and then he, according to her, harassed and, they, and, and basically, Letitia James, what she said was, um, I believe women. I believe all these women. These are credible stories, and they've been corroborated in many different ways on many different, in many, through many different means. But, and so what did we learn from Grab Them by the Pussy? Yep. You don't have to step down. There was a time, Angela. There was a time. There was a time in this country that even the whiff of impropriety mm-hmm. would cause you to have to, you know, step down from your position. You you can get elected president. That's now, right. Especially if you're a Republican. That's right. If you if you say and don't just don't step down from it. Don't but why back up from it? So this is my thing. What if we want to get mad? Understand Cuomo. He did get the memo. Yeah. It's not Grandpa didn't get the memo. Grandpa got the memo. Yeah. And the memo said. Just stay. Just stay. Don't quit. Don't step down. And just say, and Cuomo, he came out right afterwards, and anybody who thought he was going to apologize or resign hasn't been paying attention, but he came, he came out and basically said, okay, this is, uh, we've made a response. My lawyer, we have made a response to each and every one of these allegations. You can go to my website to read it. I encourage you to do that. Don't try me in the press. And then he went on to say things like, yeah, have I, this is not a direct quote, but yeah, have I kissed people on the forehead? Yeah. You know, have I done some things? Yeah, but have this has this been totally misinterpreted? Or did, were there different intentions? Was it okay or not? And then he talked about hugging people at a wedding versus... I'm like, these aren't people at a wedding. These no, are your employees. Exactly. You know, but you're, it's, you're You're confusing. You're trying to... You're throwing out yeah, everything. You're muddling, muddling the water. what he's not doing is quitting, saying, no. saying I'm not going to do this, saying it was wrong. And you know why? Because serial killers don't think they did anything wrong. Ever. Ever. What people, like, that's the thing I think it's hard for people to get their mind around. If he thought the behavior was wrong, he probably wouldn't have engaged in it. That's right. And he's, what we have told this society over and over again is it's okay. Yeah. It's absolutely okay. That's all we're saying over and over and over again is that this behavior is okay. And, and, it's not. Not, and it's not, and we have to stop it. And you know, and you don't, you don't have to deal with uh, a, a slimy ass fucking uh, employer touching you on the ass or making comments or whatever threatening it is, you. threatening you, threatening your job, your position. You know, it, it has to stop. It has to stop. And that's exactly uh, it's. I, people talking about the fallout and they keep bringing up Al Franken and I'm like, look, okay, I'm a firm believer and don't become what you hate. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really am. And it's hard because obviously they've pushed me to a place on COVID. Yeah. You know, um, but the reality here is it's, I don't think hypocrisy means anything anymore in politics. It certainly doesn't to a segment of our, of our vote elector, you know, people who, you know, voters, um, but I don't think that the way that you combat harassment is to allow it yeah. in people who you politically agree with otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You know, um, no, we can't, so, you can't let, you so, can't let that And, and, I, that and I would encourage people to understand that there was no investigation. 
yeah. of Al Franken. He quit. Yeah. He resigned. That was his choice. Whether or not I agree with him doing that or not, doesn't matter. He did. So this has gone on, and, and, and I look at Cuomo and how he's handling it, and I'm like, there's just no reason for him to do anything but sit and wait it out. Yeah, that's right. Say it's wrong. He didn't mean it that way. and Because he's not saying, he's literally saying, if, it di- if I did it, it was okay to do. Yeah. Yep. My, the same. That's basically what he's saying. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I don't see it as wrong, and neither should you. And if these women did, oh, I'm sorry they felt that way. Yeah. But it wasn't meant that way, so they shouldn't they take it They are misinterpreting my, her- my harassment. My harassment. Yeah. As I have apparently many times yeah. also. So it's, uh, but why should he do anything else? Yeah. Are, are we going to do anything about it? Yeah. No, probably not. Also now, uh, this is, I think, one of the bigger things also happening in the, in the news is despite national protection expiring, some states will continue banning in evictions. Right now, Biden is urging landlords to pause evictions as the White House scrambles oh. for solutions to extend the eviction moratorium. I don't know if I've read a more ridiculous sentence. I know. I you, know. He, he's urging? I know. And the, a I, landlord? I support president biden i think he may end up being one of the greatest presidents we've ever had this is a complete failure of congress it's a failure of the democrats in congress we know the republicans ain't gonna do shit right but you the fact that you would go away on research i I celebrate respect uh representative cory bush and Mm -hmm. thank you and aoc estate she took over the other night so that cory bush could like have a night sleep somewhere but they've been sleep cory bush has been sleeping outside that's right protesting this since friday okay because and people like to keep bringing up that she herself was housing insecure that she was homeless at some point Mm -hmm. but you don't have to have been homeless to know it's fucking wrong that's right i'm about look if it weren't for the eviction moratorium, we would both be evicted. That's right. I would have been gone. My family and I would have been gone. We, we would were, have been gone. We were served 15 days to quit back in October of last year. And getting over, and because California's made, they've, it, it's, a, it's a lot to jump through, but hopefully it's going to work, that there are, that they've set up with uh, more funds so that perhaps your rent can get paid because there's, there's no way to catch up. That's right. From, from this amount of back owed rent. Right. Even without, even without late fees and all that. And understand that we are people who have access to not only internet and computers, but we also understand how the system works and we can, and we can advocate for ourselves more easily than a lot of people can. So urging landlords to pause evictions seems like a ridiculous thing to do, in my opinion. Um, just... What Cory Bush, what Representative Bush is saying is absolutely, I agree with 100%, which is do something. Yes. Stop it. Make an executive order right now and deal with the fallout from that when the fallout happens because this is an emergency situation. Yeah. The White House has said uh, that the administration asked the Centers for uh, Disease Control and Prevention on Sunday of last week to consider once again, that's a quote, using executive action to extend the moratorium. Why does the CDC have to do it? And I get it because of the Delta variant and you don't want millions of families out on the street, but that is that is supposed to be what the administration leads and, and, and does. I have to say, and, and, and shame on every, on all of the reps who left town. What the fuck are you doing going on a seven week break? What are you doing yep. when this is going on? Yep. And I, I've been mad about it. And I'm going to tell you something. This is, if we, let's assume we have the right to vote next year. And that's an assumption at this point. If we get, this is 2022 for the Democrats. This is, this will be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you really, if 
this is not we we really need to ask ourselves if we're okay with this and the pressure campaign is working because the everybody knew when this was going to uh, yeah, to happen to run out this yeah. is not this date wasn't a shock to anyone and yet they left town knowing it wouldn't happen and Let now me- they're being called back at, people are like oh so the I, we really do owe Cory Bush and the poor people's campaign like we had Kelly House last week this is why she's there now with them yeah. watching Reverend Jesse Jackson watching Reverend Warnock and all these other people I think Warnock was not actually arrested but yeah. Jesse Jackson like they're out there fighting for all of us and for for the what is it over seven million people who will probably who could be evicted yeah. immediately. And that's and you're talking you're listening to two of them. Uh, Biden called on all states and cities to enact their own moratoriums on evictions for over the next two months. You mean do you have an expectation that, re, that that Republicans are going to serve ha, have any type of protections? We you can't got get, the whole Texas Democratic coalition all here in you. DC because they can't keep them from voting in anti-voting legislation yeah you're urging and calling like i'm this is it's not okay and i am mad at the at the democrats for this i do not think it shows a coalition or concern and i think that the i that, that, that this break was completely mitch mcconnell kept everybody in town to put through unqualified crap judge after unqualified crap republican judge yep and you can't do it for this yep to keep people in their homes. I mean, this is why you call 202-224-3121 and you make it clear to your representatives that your expectations that you see them on TV and the news in DC right now fighting this for this uh, rent moratorium and fighting to help protect us all. And that is our final word. Now it's time for emails, emails. Trying to get your emails. Um, I'm going to object to that lackluster non-singing of the emails jingle. Oh! Wow. Francis wow. Eleanor, Francis Callier, wow. Stephanie Louise, <laughs> add it to your name. That is not the email I got jingle. A Stephanie Louise. Uh, that is not the email jingle. Okay, you know here it. we go. Emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I would never let such an affrontery stand. An affrontery. It was an affrontery. Where are your values? Values. I want to thank you for writing us at franchisery at gmail.com, and I want to apologize for whatever that was. <laughs> It was offensive and wrong, and we're going to deal it with it. It was offensive. It was offensive. I'm sorry, everybody. Gonna, I'm going to make her write that. I will do the email jingle. I will do the email jingle like 3,000 times. This uh, email is from um, our wonderful friend, Rain. Hi, Rain. It's based on uh, blocking fast food lanes. Hello, this riled me up. The people who blocked others in a fast food lane, I mean, why? Remember, this is a few weeks at least yes. ago. Um, as you said, the food is going to be just as bad when you get there two minutes later. I don't get people. I need the fast food lane is not a place for justice on a t-shirt. That is a good shirt. That's a good shirt. That's, That's a good, good shirt. That's, That's a good, good shirt. Also, I want you to know that if you are ever in need of people to back you up in a fast food drive through I'm there. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. It may take me a while to get to you, but just know that I'll back you up and we'll still be mad when I get out of the car. Love you both, Rain. Um, he's a master's in scientific and critical reasoning and Star Trek trivia from the Callier Holinsky School. Yes. We want to thank you for that. Uh, yeah, dude, manage your fast food expectations. Just do that. Just do did that. Did you see that finally that uh, Stephanie Rule the other day did a report on how people are treating people bad at restaurants? And I was like, Stephanie, girl, why aren't you watching? You should You're be right. listening and watching it the week on Facebook. That's our Live. shit. That's, That's our shit. We can tell you all about this. Uh, this next one up is from Judy D. Thank you very much. It's entitled A Hazard in the Kitchen. She says, we're watching High on the Hog. And it reminded me today... 
of today's episode of Idiot of the Week in which Angela confessed that she's a hazard in the kitchen. Turns out that this is yet another thing that connects us. I have ADD in the kitchen, nowhere else. If I am cooking, I cannot listen to music, podcasts, anything. And I have to stay in the kitchen no matter what. If I leave or am in any way distracted, well, let's just say we'll be having takeout that night. Judy and Fort Collins. Oh, Judy. Francis, the reason that she put that like capital sounding uh, letters on her voice, mm-hmm. because that is what she's always saying to me that I, that mm-hmm. the reason I have, that so many injuries happen and so much smoke damage when I cook is because I get distracted or I go multitask. I go try to do other things while I'm cooking, but I see other people do it and things don't go wildly wrong. And I don't understand why that is. <laughs> Let me tell you, I keep trying to say a couple things. Cooking is its own event. It is not an event that you do it's not an adjunct event, okay? It's not a side event. It is the event. But I mean, what if I mean, you can't like even just like turn the channel or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, well, clearly, other people do clearly. it. Okay, well, you know what? You're not other people. You're special. Wow. <laughs> that, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. Oh, now it's time for resistance. Wrap up. So we'll give you something actionable to do. Number one, call your call your representatives. Yes. The, the uh, Congress is uh, the general switchboard. You can get to your senators and your congressional reps this way. It's 202-224-3121. Um, but uh, th- we want to specifically talk to you also about um, a black leader who is, uh, this is Ultraviolet from the ultraviolet.org organization. Um, Tammy Sawyer, she led the effort to take down monuments to the clan KKK founder, Nathan Bedford Forrest, Jefferson Davis, and other Confederate leaders in her hometown of Memphis. In response to her efforts, she became the target of relentless harassment and death threats from white supremacists. One of her attackers was charged with misdemeanor assault, and it got so bad that she was forced to hire 24-hour security. But ultraviolet members have her back. When we heard that she needed help paying for security, they are asking people, if you can, to donate to help pay for the cost of her security. So you can donate as little as $5. Um, Tammy Sawyer led the uh, hashtag take them down. That's take and then EM, you know, take them mm-hmm. down 901 campaign, which was a grassroots effort to remove Confederate statues from the city of Memphis. So it's something you could do with to help just someone. five dollars to help someone very specifically in a very specific situation. Yes. Um, yes. because these people are for real and they're threatening and, and, she, and she has to have security. She needs, That's she needs which is sad it's, because it's people wrong. will kill her if she doesn't it would be neat if that was the police but security. We can't count on them. Yeah, isn't that in every movie they put a detail outside your house? Yeah, but our problem is we don't know who after January 6th, people are finally starting to recognize that there might be a problem. You're right. In the police department. That's that there right. are some people who might be there for the wrong reason. Exactly. But beyond that, yeah, that's not what happens in real life and doesn't happen when you're just this one person, Tammy Sawyer. But this is something you can do with $5. That's right. That could right. be really impactful. So if you're looking for something, check that out. We are ultraviolet.org. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The, the Final, Final Word. Word.